with me, please, to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible, hold up your hand, and our ushers have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. You know, we, uh, we spent last Friday mostly just waiting on the Lord. How many think that's profitable? And I want us to go further into some things tonight. I, I, in looking for what to, you know, the, the next series or the next thing to, to talk about on Friday nights, I didn't get a series or a topic so much as I did get direction. And I want us to pursue it. And it'll be a little different for us, but that's okay. The things we're not as strong on are the things we need to practice. Right? The things we already know how to do. And you don't just need to keep doing that indefinitely. And uh, you know how to sit there and listen to me teach. (laughs) Huh? We've practiced that for years. And uh, we will need uh, in uh, teaching and preaching. I mean, that's not going to stop. How many realize Jesus did a lot of teaching and preaching? didn't he? He did a lot of it. But that's not all he did. There were other areas of ministry. And so look at this and let's continue talking about this this evening and and don't just slide into teaching mode. Keep your heart open and uh, let's be ready to learn uh, and how to flow and operate in new areas. Second Chronicles what did I say? Yeah, Chronicles is what I meant to say. Second Chronicles. Chronicles is in the Old Testament. And the fifth chapter. First verse. Second Chronicles 5. No, excuse me. Uh, 11th verse. That's where I want you to start for time's sake. Instead of one, it's one one. It came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy places, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by course. The Levites, which were the singers, all of them, Asaph, Heman, Jaduthan, with their sons, their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, Well, I'm moving too fast. Go back to verse 1. How many know the setting of this chapter? This is when they completed the building of the house of the Lord. Somebody say house of the Lord. They had worked on it and worked on it. They had received huge offerings. Huge. They had made things out of gold. Silver, the finest materials available. How many think the Lord's house ought to be fine? And uh, verse 1, thus all the work that Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in all the things that David his father had dedicated, the silver, the gold, all the instruments. He put all the treasures of the house of of God. 
Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel and Jerusalem, to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is in Zion. Wherefore all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the king in the feast, which is in the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark. And they brought up the ark and the tabernacle of the congregation, and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. These did the priests and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel were assembled unto him before the ark. They sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told for num- or numbered for multitude. Somebody say, lot of money. Now, see, they didn't have currency, you know, like we do today. They had precious metals, but a whole lot of people's wealth was in their flocks. And, uh, you know, somebody giving a bull would be like giving what today? You know, a thousand dollars? More? And they gave how many? Sacrifice sheep and oxen, which could not be told or numbered for multitude. Is that worship too? Yeah, it shows your heart, doesn't it? And the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord into his place to the oracle of the house, into the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread forth their wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staves thereof above. And they drew out the staves of the ark, that the ends of the staves were seen from the ark before the oracle, but they were not seen without, and there it is until this day. There is nothing in the ark save the two tables which Moses put therein at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by course. Now see, normally they did operate by course. It was this one's turn to this day. It was this one's turn this week. It was somebody else's turn uh, next week. And that's well, the, how we're supposed to operate here at the church. And the same people are not supposed to do the same jobs over and over again. For one thing, other people don't get trained, other people don't develop, and other people don't get reward. Right? We're not to see how few people we can have involved. We're supposed to have a lot of people involved. Masses and masses, so that you're actually looking forward when your turn comes to serve. You wish it was this week, but it's not for another month. Will y'all believe with me for this to come fully to pass in Faith Life Church? I'm asking you to. Because I, I, you've heard me say before, I, I feel like the Lord has directed us to do it, and I don't feel like we've fully done it. And I don't like that feeling. And I don't want to get in trouble. And you don't want, because if I'm in trouble, you're in trouble. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> so uh, believe with me, okay? And then if you haven't already signed up, rush out there and, and make yourself available for whatever team that uh, is needed. And they didn't, on this particular time, they didn't wait by course. All of them were ministering at the same time. Well, this is a big day, isn't it? Well, they had all these offerings, too, to take care of. It was just a huge day. And the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun, with their sons, their brethren, being arrayed in white linen. How many think you ought to dress up sometimes? Now, you know, we're living in a, in a world where uh, nobody dresses up for anything in a lot of places, and people make fun of us. And uh, it's not about wearing a coat and a tie. 
It depends on what part of the world you are in to whether that's even relevant. It's not about coats and ties. And people say, well, uh, we don't have money to dress up. It's not about money either. It's about making a difference. Hmm? If you only got two pair of jeans and that's all you got to your name, that's not a problem. It's just wear the good pair to church. Clean. <laughs> and, and pressed, somebody said. Huh? Looking as good as you can get them. The thing is, you should make a difference. It's not about coats. It's not about ties. It's not about expensive clothes. People try to make it that, but it's, it really has little to do with that. It is about you don't dress the same coming to Sunday morning service as you do out in your garden in your backyard. If you don't make any difference, then you're disrespecting the things of the Lord. You understand? And of course, how would we know what you, you know, what's your best? We don't know that. You might have a t-shirt that's got a hole in it. But we don't know that that's not the good one. Maybe the one you didn't wear had three holes in it, right? And you are wearing the good one, and it's clean. Well, then you're honoring the Lord. So you, you understand what I'm saying? You can't look at external appearances and judge that, but the Lord looks at the heart. And you should make a difference. Is that okay or not? I know some folk don't like it. And, and some people, you know, try to look at excuses not to go to church. But no, it's got nothing to do with expensive clothes or coats and ties. It's got to do... How many believe that he... You understand in reading the Scriptures, he told them when it came time to do their service, they had certain garments. And they had certain ways to approach. Well, he didn't have to do all that, but that was his choice. And they came in their white uh, linen. White linen. Maybe we could get us some white linen outfits. <laughs> That'd be cool. I think robes would be a lot more comfortable than ties and coats. Maybe we could go to robes. <laughs> I mean, lots of parts of the world, that's how it is right now. Having cymbals and psalteries and harps stood at the east end of the altar and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. Now that's a big brass section. Hmm? Maybe we need a brass section. Hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. You know, there's some folk don't believe in having musical instruments in the church. I don't know how they come up with that. Right? Because the Lord ordained that you made a loud sound and a joyful sound on stringed instruments, on timbrels and drums and trumpets, right? Wind instruments, all kind of instruments. It came to pass, verse 13, as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Is it is important is it important that we get together? Yes. That we get on the same page. Yes. Could it be a hindrance if everybody's thinking about different things and everybody's doing different things scattered all over the uh, auditorium and the group would that be a hindrance 
to having the, the kind of service that we should have. How many remember in the book of Acts when they were in one place? They had one accord. Great things happen. Is it, is it important that we get together and we not just be sitting there with a blank look on our face, letting our mind wander and think about fried chicken or something after the service? Should we actually be here? Be here. Our mind is here. Our focus is here. And what if all of us were doing the same thing at the same time and all of our hearts were together on it, would we notice a difference? Would there be a manifestation of power of the presence of the Lord? Well, that's exactly what happened here on this day as they were one. Somebody say one. As they were one to make one sound heard in doing what? Praising and thanking God. Say it out loud. Praising and thanking God. Say it again. Praising and thanking God. Not watching other people praise and thank God. What were they one together doing? All of them were praising and thanking God. Praising and thanking God. That's some direction I believe I have for Friday nights. For a while. We'll see. Now that doesn't mean we're going to quit teaching. I'm teaching right now. Hmm? But, but that's not all we plan to do. I want us to do some praising and thanking God. Hmm? I want us to develop in it. I want us to get good in it. You know, we we worshiped God, waited on the Lord, what, an hour, hour and a half last week. But, you know, I think a lot of folk, you know, it was an hour into it before they ever started participating much. Just kind of watching, waiting, wondering if you're going to quit and start teaching again. (laughs) People are not trained to do that. Uh, You know, a lot of folks, they don't know how to worship God. They really don't. It's uncomfortable for them. You know, they, they hear other people raising their hands and praising God. They want to sit down and, and start trying to read the Bible. They, they want to do something else. They want to look around. They're uncomfortable. They've never developed in this area. And sometimes some individuals do. Now, when I say developed, I mean you can do it for longer than two and a half minutes. But what about the whole church doing it? How about a, a, a goodly representation of the congregation getting one mind, one accord, praising the Lord, thanking the Lord? How many think that'd be a good thing? You, you suppose the Lord would lead us that way? Could we develop in it? Could we get good at it? Do you think it'd help our other services? <laughs> I do too. But see, we, we live in an entertainment society. And folks are used to just sitting on the chair watching and listening. We're not talking about watching and listening. We're talking about praising and thanking God. Who's praising and thanking God? You. Out of your mouth. Loud enough people beside you could hear it. You. Preacher, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, you you better get changed because what you're going to do in heaven? 
You going to tell the Lord? I'm not comfortable. <laughs> praising up here. All these people are too loud. These angels just praise and praise all the time. Bothers me. Well, that would sound like you were at the wrong place. <laughs> You're wanting a different environment. No. How many think heaven is full of praising and thanking God? Come on, help me out. Praising and thanking God. How many think they could praise God for 30 days straight? And be more excited when they got through than when they started. How many think heaven's going to be like they could thank God and worship God for a year and a half without pausing? And the glory just get higher, stronger, higher. God never changes. His ways never change. And what happened on this day when they came and they're trying to honor the Lord, they were honoring the Lord, man, they came in there, they did the best job they knew to build that place out, and they're offering up offerings like it, they're pouring it out like water, and they all got in there, and they begin to sing praises, and they begin to give thanks. Come on, tell me what happened. What happened? They begin to sing, they praise the Lord, and they said, He is good. And His mercy endures forever. And while they were doing that, the house was filled with a cloud. Even the house of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. I feel like I need an extra two days to to do all this tonight. Every one of these words is significant. What happened? The house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. What was the cloud? Maybe a better way to say it is, who was the cloud? The cloud was somebody. What is the house for? Any of you got a house? What's your house for? Why do they build houses? Houses are not built to be empty. They're built to be occupied. They're built for people to be in them and to live in them. You know, they built your house for you. Well, who did they build God's house for? God's house was built for God. But notice, He didn't come in when they finished, you know, pouring the gold or the silver. He didn't come in when they finished, you know, driving the last nail or attaching the last rope. When did He come in? When did He come in? When they began to praise God and thank God and pray and a hundred and twenty trumpets and man all the stringed instruments were playing and the voices you know nine hundred voice choir cranked up oh man and the music and the sound and the voices begin to swell and the next thing they said I can't see anything in here can you see anything in here can't see this place is full of a cool glory to God. It's God has come in the house. 
He has moved in his house. What's that got to do with us? Hmm? That is a type of what is being fulfilled today. The Lord does not dwell in temples made with men's hands. The scripture tells us, tells us that now we are the house of the Lord. Is it true? We are the house. Go to Ephesians, uh, the second chapter. Why are houses built? They're built to be inhabited. They're built for people to live in, to move in. Ephesians 2. How many think we're on the right track here? You got any witness about it? Yeah, you got the Holy Spirit. You can tell. Ephesians 2 and 18. It says, through Him, we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And you're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. He's talking about building materials. Isn't he? How many remember Jesus said, On this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. He is the foundation. He is the the cornerstone. He, He is the thing that anchors this whole building. Isn't he? And he is the foundation that all this building sits on. How many believe it's a firm foundation? This house ain't cracking up. This house ain't going down. Nothing can blow it away. No assault, no earthquake, no hurricane. This house will stand forever. And upon this solid foundation of Jesus are living stones of Paul, Peter, Stephen. The list goes on. Philip, and somewhere in this house, you, <laughs> you, let's keep reading, let me prove it to you just a little bit more. Verse 21, in whom all the building fitly framed together is growing unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are builded together for a what? A habitation of God. A house for God. Through the Spirit. Oh, somebody say God's house. God's house. Go over to 1 Peter 2 quickly, please. 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2. And 4. 
First Peter 2, 4. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also, who's he talking to now? Us. You also as lively stones, other translations say living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to do what? To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Have we been made kings and priests unto our God? What did the priests do? We just got through reading. They came in and they offered material sacrifice. And they came in and they offered sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving. And while they were offering up these sacrifices, the glory of God was manifested. Has He changed? Has His will changed? No, and His ways haven't changed. He is the occupier of this glorious house of which you and I are a part. A living stone. Living stone. Psalm 22. Don't have to turn there. Let me just read it to you. Psalm 22. And down in verse 3. We quote this oftentimes, but let's... uh, Get it more real in us. Psalm 22 and 3 says, But you are holy, thou that does what? Inhabits the what? The what? The mental exercises. The the notebooks. Huh? The what? Praises of Israel. The New Testament calls us the Israel of God. Does He inhabit our praises? Will He fill up? Listen to these other translations. The New Century says, You sit as the Holy One. The praises of Israel are your throne. And you begin to see that idea in other translations. Keep listening. Listen with your heart. The basic English says, you are holy, O you who are seated among the praises of Israel. Seated among the praises. The NET, the New English, says, you are holy, you sit as king receiving the praises. You sit among the praises And you receive the praises. Can you see, when they begin to praise and thank Him, He came in there and sat down in the middle of those praises. When He came in, His cloud came in with Him. And they knew He was there. They sensed He was there. What did they do that invited him in? What did they do that provided him a place to come in and sit down? Praise the Lord and thank the Lord. Somebody say, praised and gave thanks. Say it again. They praised and they gave thanks. What do you think we're about to do? Praise. 
and give thanks. What's supposed to happen if you become as one, praising and giving thanks? The presence of the Lord begins to manifest because this building is not His house. We've dedicated it to Him. It's His for His uses, but it's not. This place can't hold Him. There's no auditorium big enough in the world to hold Him. Right? But you and I are His house. He fills us. He sits down in the midst of our praises. And the Bible keeps talking about the, 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 the glory of the Lord. You see, the presence of the Lord mentioned. How many have ever experienced something of the presence of the Lord? How many like to experience more? And if you haven't experienced, both hands ought to be up. You go, yeah, yes, and yes, because there just is nothing better in the world. There's no drug that can approximate it. There's no alcohol, uh, no sex, no possession. Nothing comes close to the fulfillment and the satisfaction of the presence of the Lord. The word presence is sometimes the same words translated countenance. And both of them mean, that they're from the word that means face or front. Somebody say face, face. or front. Have you ever felt like somebody was looking at you? And they were. <laughs> but you didn't see it with your eyes. You felt them look at you. What did you feel? You felt their presence. Because it wasn't just eyeballs looking at you. There's a spirit. There's a life and a life force. And you are a spirit. And you could sense it. Sometimes you have felt somebody looking at you and you didn't like it. But there can be a look that you like. When it's somebody that you love with all your heart. And somebody that you respect with everything within you. And they're looking at you in love and being pleased with you. If you could tell it with a man or a woman... Surely you could tell it when the Almighty looks at you. Oh, hallelujah. The blessing that the Lord told the priest to pronounce over his people in the beginning. He said, say this. Say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. How many understand? Shine upon you is not mad at you. Not upset with you. Not put out with you. This is a good look. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. These are the same words that are translated presence. Countenance upon you and give you Peace. You're experiencing peace. Why? Because the Lord's face is towards you. He's looking at you. 
And you can feel him looking at you. You can sense his presence. Oh, somebody say glory to God. You can sense him. Yeah, he's everywhere, but he's not everywhere all the time specifically looking at you and loving you because you were praising him and giving him thanks. And he responded to it. Somebody say glory to God. Say it again, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet. We are the house of the Lord. What's a house for? It's for the owner of the house to come in, walk around, sit down, lay down, make yourself at home. Fill it up with whatever they want in it. Enjoy it. Say it out loud. We're His house. We're the temple of the Lord. We're the house of the Lord. There's a reason why every Sunday morning we come in here and sing, make a joyful noise. Until the Lord, come on, help me out. You, you, you should know it by now. Huh? Oh, you need to sing it to remember it, don't you? Make a joyful noise to the Lord, everybody. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before Him with singing, everybody. Come before Him. Oh, the Lord is God, it is He that made us. We are His people, we are Your people, the sheep of His pasture. What do we do now? We enter His gates with thanksgiving. Come on in now. Go into His courts and be thankful unto Him. Bless His name.
Hallelujah. Come on, let's come into the presence of the Lord. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we give you thanks. We lift up your praises. We give you thanks. We lift up your praises. We give you thanks. We lift up your praises. Yes, we do. Oh, you're so good, you're so good, you're so good, you're so good. You're so good, you're so good, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good, we praise you. You're so good, we thank you. You're so good, 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 you're so Lift up my heart and my hands, my voice. I give you praise, Lord. I give you thanks. I give you glory. For the Lord is good. Oh, the Lord is good. Oh, the Lord is good. And His mercy endures. For the Lord is good. Oh, the Lord is good. Oh, the Lord is good. And His mercy endures. I will praise You, Lord. I will praise You. I will praise you. I will praise you. I lift up my hand. I lift up my heart. I lift up my voice. I lift up my hand. I lift up my heart. I lift up my voice. And I
For the Lord is good And His mercy That the Lord is good Yes, the Lord is good And His mercy Everybody sing every day and his mercy forever. Oh, the Lord is good. Yes, the Lord is good. Your mercy forever. Oh, just lift up your hand. Sing a new song.
with your presence Get glory Glory to yourself, Lord Oh, let my son, let my Lord Let my father, let
leave his countenance He's lifted up on you Believe he's here with you Wherever I am There you are Can't get away There's not that far You'll be with me Unto the end You stick closer than any other friend Say I'm singing your praises Giving you thanks, singing your praises, giving you thanks, for you are good. You are good. I'm singing your praises and giving you, for you are good. For you are good. Don't look around. Look at him. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the freedom in your spirit. Thank you for strengthening us, making us strong and whole. It all comes from you. Everything we need is in your presence. It's all in you. Everything we need is in your presence. It's all in you. Every answer to every question. Every leading, every direction, it's all in you. Deliverance from habits, freedom from sin, healing power that makes whole again. Enlightenment, freedom, everything. That we need I'm singing your praises, giving you thanks. I'm singing praises, I'm giving you thanks. For you are so good, so good. Singing your praises, giving you brought us so far you've done so much oh you've loved us you've brought us through everything you said you would do is exactly what you did do 
for your faithful and true. Singing your praises. Giving you thanks. Singing your praises. Giving you thanks. For you are Thank you. 
answer the question how aware are you of him and how aware are you of everybody else what you can see right now we're growing we're developing but how many can see we got a ways to go because we're so used to just being aware of this looking at each other being aware of the chair the microphone the platform the carpet what I'm wearing, how I feel, my shoes, am I cold, am I hot, where's my Bible, what are they doing, what's he doing, how many think we could practice this some more, let's believe the Lord and let's come real open on Friday nights, right? What are we going to do? Well, we might teach for five hours. Or we might pray for an hour or two or three. Or we might praise God. Or worship God. Or See what the Lord would say. See what the Lord would do. We'll sing this as we go and we'll just flow out of here. 
you got questions about Jesus or salvation or want somebody to pray with you, talk to you, there's going to be people at the altar ready to do it. But how many know you could praise your way right out of problems into victory? You can worship your way right out of need into plenty. You can take this home with you. You can sing in your car. Can't you? You can get up in the nighttime, go get a drink of water. Open the fridge, just stand there and go. Singing your praises. Giving you thanks. Let's go as we sing. Singing your praises.